Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path to spiritual living. Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call? And is it true that you are thinking of me?
that song always touches me. To think about being a friend of God, that always touches me to my core. And on this Mother's Day, it's, it's a powerful, powerful expression. Happy Mother's Day, those of you who are mothers here today. Happy Mother's Day to you, and happy Mother's Day to the mothers who are in your lives, walking this physical earth, and those mothers who are still in your lives, even though they've transcended to the next stage in their spiritual evolution. One of the things that my father told us when my mom transitioned 13 years ago is that as long as we hold her in our heart, her spirit in our heart, she stays alive. So that's why I say happy Mother's Day to them too. Happy Mother's Day, Mama. Oh, I want to tell a cute little joke um, that I read um, about this little boy who uh, was running down the street to go to his friend's house to play football. And so he got to the door, knocked on the door, opened the door. His name was George. And when his, when his mother, the, um, his friend's mother opened the door, he said, can Albert come out and play? And his mother said, no, it's too cold outside. And George thought about it for a minute. He said, well, is, can his football come out and play? <laughs> I thought that was really cute. Let me just pray for a second because I got really moved and I got to center myself. Mother, Father, everything, God, I know you and we all know you and acknowledge you right now as that one power and that one presence active in our lives and in the universe. God, the good, omnipotent. And in this moment, I pray that my human decrease and my spirit increase so that the message that you have been unfolding within me and cultivating within me as I walk through my experience of Mother's Day and remembering my mother, that the Spirit comes forth, that the Christ in me speaks to the Christ in everyone else, and that the Christ in us all takes the message, synthesizes the message, shares what the meaning of the message is for each and every one of us, and then helps us to live it as we walk in this world. Thank you, God, for that divine gift of love, because I know it is already so right now. Amen. You know, one of the things that I absolutely love is being a woman. And I want to read this scripture that is in Genesis, it's chapter 3, verse 20. And it says, then the man Adam named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all life. That is amazing, you know, that we as women were chosen to be the expression of life. And I pondered that for a minute, and it came to me that Adam was created from dust, and then life was breathed into him. But when he took the rib from Adam, he took life to create Eve, to create woman. So he took life to create life, which is why life creates life. And that's amazing to me. It's amazing to be able to have in us as women the ability to hold life and incubate life and take that life and multiply it into a child, into a baby. Let God cultivate and grow that child inside of us. And then we give birth to it. We get to hold it. We get to, we get to support it, shelter it, protect it. But that love, the mother's love, 
starts at the moment the child is conceived. Because within the mother holding that child, within her, is the divine presence of the Holy Spirit. And that is the divine motherhood of God. And in that space that we hold our child, what happens is there are things that are created in that child that come into lessons that will be learned in our life dealing with love. And last week we talked about the two greatest commandments. Do you remember the first one? Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. And the second is like unto that, love your neighbor as yourself. That is important because love is God. Love is God. It's a state of consciousness, and it is the essence that we are here to express. Love is unity. Love is oneness. Love is nurturing, compassion, all those things that your mother or the mother of your life gave you. Now, this is the thing. Not only are we here to be pure expressions of divine love, we are also here to serve a specific purpose, just like Jesus came to serve a specific purpose. And in that purpose we are here to serve, God has already created the end. It's already there, the purpose, the way we are to show up in life. So God creates the end, and then he brings us into our mother's womb as the beginning to live out that end. In that journey of living out our divine purpose comes lessons. And one major lesson in particular that's somehow connected to our purpose in life. And that lesson is connected to becoming that full, pure expression of self-love that we talked about. And we talked about how it was two forms of that self-love. And I like these little things, so I'm going to show them again. Because it really brings it forth. The self-love, that's the capital S self. And that is your Christ self. That's the higher you, the higher expression of you. And as you learn to be this expression inside of yourself by loving who you are as God, because you're one with it, then what happens is you become aware of your personality. You become aware of that lesson of love that we're about to, that we are learning to become one with. And you learn to love yourself which is the lowercase self, that personality part of us. See, the Christ self is the expression of the divine essence of man, the divine truth of man of who you are. And the self with the lowercase is the personality. That's the soul expression. That's your emotions. That's your intelligence. <clears throat> that's your intentions. That's where your hidden wounds that we talked about the last time and your hidden hurts are in the soul this lowercase self, this is beautiful because the greatest gift of a mother, which is what I'm going to talk about today, is to help us to master that divine lesson of self-love with a capital S. And it is done from the moment we are conceived. How is it done? Because however the mother is loving God, and expressing God's love to herself, and then expressing God's love to those in her life, 
it affects the energy within her. It cultivates the energy within her womb. And in that expression, as we are being developed, the, the power and the energy of that woman, that mother in her womb starts to cultivate in the development of us. As God is sculpting us in our mother's womb, knitting us in our mother's womb, whatever vibration we are on, the mother is on at that time of pregnancy, we talked about how thoughts create energy, which is certain feelings, creates emotion. And in that emotion, which is energy emotion, it causes a vibration inside of us. Well, because of law of attraction, which is thoughts held in mind produced after their kind, which is what, the third unity principle? The same thing happens in our life as the child. The powerful part about a mother-child relationship is that it's a sacred relationship. It's a sacred contract where the mother's energy reflects and matches whatever lessons that we're here to learn. There's, it's a two-part thing. It's a two-part thing. The mother's learning at the same time that the daughter's learning or the, or the son is learning within the womb. Both are learning. So as, for instance, when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, Ashley, I wasn't in the best space. I was very angry and resentful, and I was in a state of depression. And at the same time, I was on bed rest because she was threatening to miscarry. So I was on bed rest for like six months of my pregnancy. And how I was feeling, and then a couple times I had to go to the hospital because I was bleeding. So she was, she was, trying, she, she was threatening to miscarry. And then when I was going into my seventh month, I went into early labor. And they had to put me on medicine to stop the contractions because Ashley's lungs were not developed yet. But you know what? Everything that happens, which I love about God, every sing, single thing that happens in our life, and especially in the womb, cultivates what it is we are going to learn for the rest of our life, cultivates those lessons that we are going to master in the rest of our life. And Ashley was, when she was born and when she was older, she was diagnosed with several things. She was diagnosed with ADHD, oppositional defiance, and obsessive compulsive disorder. And when my son was born, which was four years later, I was in a more peaceful space. So, but I was still hyper and excited and wired, easily wired. It, it, it affected my pregnancy. That's why when you have an issue of depression or any type of psychological uh, issue or any type of issue with the brain or mental, whatever, they ask you, how was the pregnancy? And does it run in a family? Where the, was the child born early? They ask you those kinds of things. Is there anything happening? Was there anything that happened at that time that you were pregnant or that the, that the mother was pregnant? because it affects the development of the child. Now, Dion was just born with ADHD. He didn't have the other things. But Ashley's life was very challenging when she was growing up. But I tell you, that girl was strong. And one of the things I was reading about, about when your mother is depressed when you're pregnant, is that what happens is it creates in your brain while your brain is being developed, this space where you can handle difficult times in your life. Because while you're being knitted in your mom's womb, 
you become used to that energy. You ever heard of being immune to something? You become immune to it. And so when she's had her moments, because she got bullied in school, she had a lot of difficult times. She had time sometimes focusing and everything, and she was on a lot of medicine. But as I change, which is the power of the mother, and this is the kicker, it doesn't matter if your mother raises you, your birth mother raises you or not. As you grow spiritually, as your mother grows spiritually, you grow spiritually and vice versa because you still have the sacred contract. You still have the sacred contract. And just like Jesus was able to heal absently, When the centurion came and said, can you heal my slave? And then he said, don't come to my house. You can heal him from right there. And Jesus said, that's the most powerful faith I've ever seen, that this person believes that I can heal his slave uh, child without even being there. And, And the boy was healed. That's the same thing as the energy of the mother and child relationship. It's connected. And so as we raise up, as I learned to love me more, to love God more, actually love God more first, and then focus on who I was in Christ and what my purpose was, and then I accepted my call to ministry because I let go of how I have to look to be a minister. And what happened is I started raising up in consciousness, my baby started getting better, both of them. Dion stopped being on medicine for ADHD, and when Ashley turned 14, she asked me, Mama, can I try without it? Can I try without it? And I said, yes. My child has been off medicine for 11 years. My child went to school. Actually, she's God's child. God gave her to me to grow with. I'm not saying for her to raise her up. I'm saying God raised both of us up. She went away to Western graduated, lived on her own up there for three years, went through a lot up there, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, but stayed focused because I never let go. I never let go. The mother's love is so powerful, especially when you do not let go. You hold on because I tell you what, God has you too. That divine Holy Spirit and presence of God has you too. Whether your mother is in your life physically or whatever, whether there's issues that we have in our life, the most important thing is to remember that God has given us the power to love and to love unconditionally. And I like to say to love with total acceptance because conditions is still in that word. Not only did she do well, but when she got into high school, she started helping out in the buddies program, which is an autistic room. She started doing the same things I was doing with her, with them. They thought she was so good, they asked her to keep doing it and use it as community service for when she graduated. Some of those kids changed who are autistic because of my baby. Some of them came to her open house. When you are raised up, the Bible says, if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me. But you know what? There is maternal energy in men, too. There are some men who are raising their daughters or their sons, and they have maternal instincts in them, too. Because the Bible said that God created man and female. Man and female created he. That means in every man is the female energy, the mother energy, and in every woman is the masculine father energy. That's why there's some single mothers out here who are being the fathers also. 
But that is because it's the lesson that they are to cultivate with their children or that child. And as they become the father energy, and as they grow up and raise up in it, because we are spiritual beings, mastering the spiritual laws that govern us to live a harmonious life of love in this earth school. And so as we continue to expand and grow, which is what we are supposed to do in love, in God, God is love. God is you. God is you. God is you and you. God is us. Love is unity. Love is the consciousness of knowing that we are all one. And mothers are here to nurture us, to give us compassion, to to care for us, to raise us up, to teach us in whatever phase we're in. But it's by any means necessary that's connected to the lesson that we are here to learn. So there are some times that the mother, the biological mother, is not in a child's life. But I promise how sweet is God. God will bring another mother energy around, just like what we read in the Daily Word. God will bring the motherly energy that is connected to that child's lessons into that child's life. And now they have a mother-parent, I mean a mother-child relationship. And as they grow, but this birth mother is still in there because you cannot sever the, the, the fact that there were two souls in one body sharing a spiritual presence. There's one thing I love about being a mother and about holding my children in me is that I had the presence of God because I was omnipresent with my child. Everywhere I went, my child was. I was one with that child, with both of them. And my son went through his things too. When I started getting it with Ashley, he was younger. He was two when I started getting it with her. So I was able to, as I was going, I was able to feed it into him at a younger age. And he gets it, the power of attraction, the power of your thoughts, the power of your words. And there were moments that I was depressed then too. We all go through some type of depression. He's had his moments as well, but he was strengthened in it. It is true that when you raise your child up, you may not see that it's working, but I promise you it's working because you cannot feed spirit into spirit and it not work. Spirit always is evolving. And on this Mother's Day, as we remember our mothers in our lives, and as we remember those moments of how they impacted us, reflect on what your lessons are. Sometimes it's generational too. My mother was an awesome mother. She was very loving. She loved everybody. You come over, have a seat, get something to eat. She would make you a plate. She used to make uh, care packages and stuff. And I'd be like, that's our leftovers. What you doing? <laughs> they go in there, there's nothing in the pot. You want, it'd be some good, my mom was a good cook. So I used to hide some stuff to the side and I'd have my little stash. But the other thing is, as my mother was loving us, there were moments inside that she loved sacrificing herself. We're not made that way. We're made to love God first, honor ourselves next, and then love our neighbor as we honor ourselves. And she would overly do that. And then there were moments that she was afraid of water and stuff. And I saw that. It's not like my mom said, here, let me teach you about being afraid of drowning. 
Let me dunk your head a couple times so you can be afraid of it. She didn't do that. But watching how she was afraid of it, or she'd be afraid of bugs, and she didn't say, let me buzz some bugs in your ear and make you afraid of them. She didn't do that. It's watching her. And that's how I got afraid, afraid of heights and different things. And then when I wanted to go to Michigan State, she was like, well, you're going to get up there, and you're going to have an asthma attack, and nobody's going to be there. Like, I was the firstborn, so she was very overprotective. So when it came to go, I thought, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to have an asthma attack, and nobody's going to be there. I'm not going. I didn't want to go. I stayed home. So when my kids said they wanted to go, I told them, go. Because, uh-uh, I, don't want, I didn't want to keep that going in them. Mothers don't always teach just because of what they say. Mothers teach from their actions, too. So we have to watch even what our actions are. I used to say to my kids all the time, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Instead of trying to force them what my opinion is. But they picked up on my fear, too, on bugs. And Ashley used to tease Dion about it. She used to say, Dion, there's a bug on your shoulder. And he'd be like, ah! And then he'd be crying. He'd get so, sometimes he'd get so revved up crying. A little bit later, I'd hear him, like Dion. And she would have a ball with it. One time, he was in a car seat. I don't know how he got it out of a car seat. But Ashley told him there was a bee in his chair, and he leaped out of the car seat in my lap. I do not know how that happened. Facing me, hugging me, and I'm like, Dion, I can't see. It's a bug, it's a bug. I'm like, I, I, I had to veer off. And now she's in the back, he, 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 what? She used to do a lot of things. But that's my payback, because I used to do stuff for my younger brother, too. And you ever heard that saying, okay, when you grow up, you're going to have a child that was just like you, There is truth in the wording. Watch what you say over your kids, because my mama said it over me, and that's what happened. But in that, I shifted to be less afraid of bugs. I'm still, but less afraid of bugs. You guys less afraid of bugs? No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But as you grow in the main, in the main things, let me, let me ask you, I'm just gonna, I want you to participate just a little bit. Just take a second to ponder what your mom, what your mother taught you. Even if it was something like a fear or something, just ponder it for a second. And I'm going to ask you if, you, if you have it, can you think of something your mom taught you? What did she teach you? What is it? If I didn't do what she told me to do, then I was Oh, wow, that's a big one. But that was connected to your life lesson. Yeah. Michael, what did your mom, do you remember or no? Can something come to you? Okay, go ahead. Right. That's a big one. The power of what you think of me. That's the disease to please. And I learned that from my mother, too, so deeply. That my feelings were hurt so easily if you looked at me wrong. That my feelings were hurt. It's like our self-esteem lies in somebody else's hands. But that was a big lesson for you to learn in self-esteem, too, as far as once you saw who you were in God, once you saw who you were in God, you knew that wasn't the truth, right? You know it's not the truth. And now you will not continue that vibrational energy. You raise it up. But at the same time, your mother has healed, too. Your mother has healed, too. Can you tell me something that you remember that your mom might have taught you? 
it doesn't matter, negative or positive. Whatever comes to you, Holy Spirit's working right now. Well, when I, when I was small, I was uh, anemic. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Get your iron from it. How to eat. That's a big piece. And you know what? When your mom did that, she put love into it. And when she put love in it, you ate that energy of love because she thought about it purposely. My mom was a good cook, and she put love in it, and I do the same thing. And we... Um, we had, uh, they called him Grandpa Hall, um, someone in our life who when he would cook, he would say, you put love in it. He would say that all the time. So when we were cooking, we'd be like, what are we putting in his kids? They'd be like, love. Y'all not saying it with me. What are we putting in his kids? Love. <laughs> um, one more person I want to ask you. Do you mind sharing what your mom taught you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but she was also someone who worried about her health all mm-hmm. the time. And I think I almost went to the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Not worrying about your health? Not worried or pushing the envelope on her. Got, got it, got it. See, and that's what you were, the opposite of her. And as you did that, it brought her closer to the... So both of you were working to go towards the middle, to balance. That's what love is. Love is finding that balance. Once you find your center in Christ, once you find your center in Christ, which is here... You get this relationship going here. You get this relationship going with loving your neighbor. That's what the cross represents in unity. The cross, the cross represents a unity between your Christ, your Christ relationship and your relationship with you and your fellow man, your neighbor. As we remember today the balancing that we are all Encountering right now through our lessons in love, through our lessons in Christ, through being that powerful expression of God, as we are all learning this. Because my mom, even though my mom is in the spiritual realm and not physically walking, she told me once, I I was upset in 2011, I was preaching on Mother's Day, and I was really in a depressed state that she wasn't there, and I was angry. I'm like, why did you leave us? And she said, I had taught you guys all that you needed, even your dad. I couldn't do any more in the physical realm. I can do more in spirit than I can in physical. It's time for me to change and transition. In that space, it held me and it holds me. And that's what I teach my kids because they miss her too. And that's what my nieces and nephews. But we hold her. And every Memorial Day, even starting the first Memorial Day, we, this, is, this is what the expansion happens. We started with just about maybe eight or nine of us coming together, my sisters and brothers and us, honoring my mom for her birthday, because we used to do that, go out to Kensington Park. There's a special place that my mom liked. We'd all went there. So we went there for Memorial Day. Her, her birthday's May 26th. So it's always around the same time as Memorial Day and Mother's Day. It's all in the same month. So we went there the first time, that, she, that first year after she had passed away. Like I said, it was only a few of us. Now, it's been 13 years, right? There's like 75 of us now that come. Because everybody has been sharing. And then my dad has remarried. So even his family, his, uh, my step family comes too. All of us are there. And one of the things my mother told us, which was a deep expression of how she healed herself. Because she had her moments of insecurity. She said, I want you guys to make sure your daddy marries again because I want him to be happy. I love him that much. This was when she knew she was going to die. 
She prepared us, and she knew she was going to die, just like Jesus prepared his disciples. In this Mother's Day, remember that you are still expanding. In any area that forgiveness needs to come in, move in that space of forgiveness. Because the moment we forgive, we turn that energy off, and we turn on love. I am a beautiful expression of divine love. Together, I am a beautiful expression of divine love. One more time. I am a beautiful expression of divine love. Thank you, and so it is. Amen. Still looking for a dream Was already waged For my destiny But you've already won a battle And you've got great plans for me Though I can't always see Cause I got a couple dirt in my fender Got a couple rips in my jeans Good to bring. You look at my heart. 